Give the person next to you a high five and say, man, I'm thankful for church this morning. High five to your neighbor. Awesome. Why don't you stand to your feet? Join us as we praise the Lord this morning. Come on. Come on, kids.
give some praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. Come on. Who feels like dancing this morning? Is anyone over that side any dancers this morning? Come on, we're going to jump for joy this morning. Here we go. You guys know the words? Here we go. I throw my hands to the sky because I feel so alive and I want to bring you praise. I throw my hands to the sky because I feel so alive and I want to bring you praise. Come on, jump, jump. Jump, jump. Never felt so good Cause your joy overwhelmed me It's running right through my veins And in your love I found all that I needed I'm never gonna give it up Come on, let's respond this morning My response will always be
we lift our hands for you this morning. We glorify you. May you be honoured. Be honoured in this place. Be honoured in our lives. I pray in our city, in the cities, and the nations. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, amen. Isn't it great? Together, together to lift him up. Lift our hands for him. I love, I just love watching these younger ones up the front. I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You urge us on. You're leading us. Do you know that, kids? You are leading us this morning. So may we never get too old to lift our hands for Him. Amen. Thank you for leading us this morning, kids. Never lose it. Never lose it. He is worthy. Amen. Amen. Man, I reckon you all deserve chocolate. Yeah. If only we had enough. <laughs> but maybe, maybe the kids' church do. Anyway, I love you. Is that enough? <laughs> You're awesome. Amazing. And you do deserve chocolate. So maybe I should find some from somewhere. Anyway, welcome to church this morning. It's great to have you here this morning. How are we all doing? Awesome. Great. Great. My response will always be to praise. I love that. I love that. Fantastic. You may be seated. If you're here this morning for the first time at Activate, a special welcome to you this morning. It's great to have you with us this morning, Activate Hamilton. You know, Sheridan is in at Activate Raglan this morning. He's having a great time there, so pour out your blessing in that place. Holy Spirit, I pray. Thank you, Lord. So if you are here for the first time, if you haven't already picked up a welcome pack, the, the host team have a the welcome pack there. Thank you, Byron. That he's waving it around there, so you can pick that up on your way out this morning. Please enjoy the gathering with us. Did you enjoy morning tea? Wasn't that lovely? Yes. Thank you, Maria and the team for morning tea this morning. That was to honour Andy and Christine Harding who are with us this morning. How about you give it up for them this morning? Great to have you with us. We had a fantastic 9am gathering and Christine shared a great message so we're in for something amazing so if you're not on the edge of your seat then get on the edge of it now it's great and I'm looking forward to tonight also so if for those of you that don't know Andy and Christine they are go a long way back in this house uh, Christine was on staff here at what what was Eastside uh, when we first, when my family came uh, from Christchurch, well actually before we came from Christchurch, we arrived here for a national conference. A national conference was being held here and we had two young boys and Christine sewed into them as she was leading the kids program here, being you were kids pastor at the time. Yeah, so thank you, thank you. Um, sewed into the heart of this church and both of you. So thank you for who you are. And then uh, they moved moved on and uh, to Auckland and Christine took up 
the role of National Director um, of OMF. And it's been nine years, nine years in that role and moving it now into a new season. So we declare blessing upon you. We did. We gathered around them and prayed at the 9am. We might not do that in, in this one, but if you want to go on up to them afterwards, bless them with your prayers. Uh, yeah, but we had a great time in the 9, didn't we? And there's some beautiful flowers that we presented and a gift that we also presented in the 9. So, so um, anyway, we are going to hear from Christine shortly. That'll be great. A couple of things to highlight. Now, did I see chocolates come in? I saw Nairi. Did you find chocolates? Who loves Nairi? We all love Nairi. Okay, let's let's grab those chocolates. We'll do the birthdays and the anniversaries, and we'll also hand out chocolates to every single person, younger person who is up the front here because you are so amazing at leading us. And please continue to do so. So let's hand out chocolates. If you had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week, then please come on up and join me now. So birthdays and anniversaries are coming this way. And then as you go out, Lance is going to hand you all a chocolate soon. So be expectant for that. These all the birthdays and wedding anniversaries. Happy birthday. Look at them all. We had a birthday in our household. Happy birthday, Jay. Yeah, you have to stay all, you have to all stay here. Can we all fit? <laughs> Man, popular time of the year for a birthday and wedding anniversary. How many years was it? 25, that's right. Congratulations to Gail and Brian, 25 years. Woo! Yeah. Fantastic. Wedding anniversary. 15 years, awesome. Fantastic. And all the rest, birthdays. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, church, how about we all stand together and let's declare blessing upon these beautiful people. Father, we thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome. Congratulations. Give them a hand. <laughs> okay, just be patient and wait for the chocolates children. We'll have them soon. <laughs> so 25th, 25th of November. Can you say 25th of November? 25th of November. If you have volunteered in any way whatsoever in Activate over the past year, we want to say thank you to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please come to afternoon tea at the lake, 25th of November. But please, don't come unless you've RSVP'd. Okay, RSVPs must be in this coming week. We are going to get numbers into our amazing caterers and we're going to put on afternoon tea. So RSVP either to the hub afterwards or to the office this week. One more week to RSVP. We're going to have afternoon tea together 
and we're gonna we're gonna um, have some a little bit of old-fashioned time of fun and games and food together. 25th November afternoon tea. The following day, 26th is our Thanksgiving gathering day together. 26th we have 10 a.m. gathering, combined gathering. 10 a.m. and say 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 26th, Thanksgiving. We're going to give thanks to God for our year. That's going to be an amazing time. We've invited some of our local MPs to join us. So it'll be great to have some some of our wider family around the city coming and joining us together as we give thanks on the 26th. Now, for those of you that sometimes go to the 9 a.m., next week is our last 9 a.m. for the year. So last 9 a.m. for the year, from the 26th November, 10 a.m. gathering for the rest of the year, 10 a.m. in the morning, from the 26th November, right through to February, actually. It's all exciting, isn't it? It's all happening. Plus, there's heaps of things to invite your friends to coming up. The pantomime team are practicing hard. So please, there are plenty of flyers out in the foyer. Please grab some flyers, invite your friends. All these great things coming up are for you, for you to invite your friends to. 10th of December, the kids have got their spectacular coming up. It's going to be an amazing time. Fantastic. Well, it must be time for the kids to go out. I declare blessing upon you all in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for these amazing, amazing teachers, leaders. Pour out your blessing upon them, Lord. And enjoy chocolate this morning. Have fun. See you later. So we have intermediates age down right through to five-year-olds going that way and three and four-year-olds going that way. Say hi to someone next to you. Introduce yourself if you don't know them. worshipping. So we are so blessed with this amazing team. Yes, absolutely. Aren't we? So blessed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you team and all of the teams that are in, involved. I know over the last few weeks they've been here from 7am in the morning preparing to lead us. Isn't that great? 
amazing. So we don't take you for granted. God bless you. Amazing. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Father, for, for, for music. Thank you that we can honour you. We can worship you. We can lift our voices to you. We can, we can um, give of ourselves to you. We thank you for who you are. We worship you today. May you be honoured and glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and worship. This morning we're singing a new song, uh, Rain. And I love a bit of the background behind this, this song. And, it, and it, I think it was Joel Houston speaking to the song and saying rain. And, and the metaphor of rain is that how many people know that when, when God pours out His Spirit on us, He breathes life. You know, we get life from the Spirit. Heaven raining down on us penetrates dry soil where maybe we're dry this morning, maybe we're not. But God desires new life in this place this morning. And rain brings that. You fall like rain on our lives. And I thank you, Lord. Yeah, come on, reach your hands out. Come on, even now, prepare our hearts. Come on. Thank you, Lord, that you pour your rain out on us. And from your scripture, Lord, John 1, 1, NLT version reads, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was God. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. The Word. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. This morning, Lord, we position ourselves this morning before You, Lord, ready to receive Your life, Your reign this morning, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for Your presence in this place.
your kingdom reigns. Yes, Lord. Your kingdom reigns.
ourselves this morning. Lift our hands in the presence of the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you.
glorified, oh Lord, always reaching to Love is so amazing. Come on, Chip. Love is so amazing. To me, love is so amazing. Always, Lord, love is so amazing. To me, love is so So
encourage us. You know, it's really easy to, to receive of His love in these times of celebration. But in times of, of hard times, tough times, I sense the Father saying, come on, receive. My love carries you through. My love will give you strength. My love is there for you in the good times and the bad times. But my love is what you need right now. My love. So receive. Receive of my love. Receive of my love. I will never, ever leave you. Father says, I will never, ever, ever leave you. Receive. I'm here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are here by your Spirit with us always. Celebrating with us and carrying us. Thank you. Thank you, Father. He is good. Amen. Amen. It's nice to stop together, isn't it? I know I sometimes have to remind myself to stop by myself to just be and receive because it's good. So good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, team. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we are privileged to have Christine and Andy with us this morning. And we, as I said, we honoured them both in the 9am. So I'm going to ask everybody if you'd like to stand again. It's, you know, it's good for, for here, isn't it? Whatever the, that, those muscles are. <laughs> Let's stand together. And I want to honour you both this morning. We love you. We appreciate you. And as I said, you have been an amazing part of our family and you always will be. No matter what season you go into, you're a part of our family and we honour you today. So come, Christine. We honour you as you, as you come. That's very humbling. Thank you very much. I don't deserve it um, because I'm here to thank you. And so it's um, as you stood, you're honouring our partnership and each other because I want to thank you for your partnership over these last nine years. You sent me out, although many of you probably don't know me, this church sent me out, supported us, prayed for us, and I've come this morning to express our deepest, most heartfelt thanks for your partnership. Because it's together, together we have collaborated to see East Asians reached with the gospel for the first time and to see some continuing on being discipled. And we've done that together. And I was telling the nine o'clock service that while you don't know their names and I don't know many of their names either, in eternity, I'm sure we will hear the stories because I've played a part in that. You have played a part in that. God smiles on partnership and collaboration.
Yes, it is true. Um, so I want to thank you. And it's a great privilege for us to be here at the end of this particular season in our lives to thank you. And I hope you go away with our thanks ringing in your ears. I wonder sometimes if you feel very ordinary. Yeah, maybe less than ordinary sometimes. Maybe sometimes you feel as though you have no special gifts and talents, nothing to write home about. You know, I look at the singers up here and think, oh, I'd so love to be able to sing. Maybe even you wonder if God could ever use you to make a difference in this world. I'm actually describing myself, and I wonder if sometimes that might describe you. This morning, I want to give you some encouragement, because the fact is, God uses ordinary people. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And other times, he gives ordinary people extraordinary faith in the midst of circumstances which don't change. He gives them extraordinary faith to persevere and to hang in there. I was asked to give a bit of testimony this morning, but I, I always love to ground things in Scripture, and so I'm using the story of Gideon and weaving a bit of my own story through that. It's my hope that you leave here knowing that whatever stage of life you're in, whatever challenges you're facing, whatever you think about your supposed lack of talent, lack of opportunity, God desires to mould you and use you for his kingdom. Now, most of us have heard the story of Gideon. We know Gideon well. But just to recap, after Joshua had led Israel to occupy the promised land, the people served God through the rest of Joshua's lifetime. But when Joshua's generation died, Israel, God's people, turned away from the Lord and began worshipping the idols of the land, Baals, horrible gods. And then we get to the book of Judges. We see seven cycles of seven years. And one cycle went something like this. The people lived under a time of uh, peace. They were sensed God's blessing. They worshipped God. As time went on, they became spiritually complacent. And in fact, as they turned further away to outright sin and idolatry, then some invader would come and take them over. The people would be, um, live under great suffering. They would cry out to God. God would step in, save them. They would live under a time of peace, they would worship God, they would become spiritually complacent. You can see the cycles, right? So in Judges, the book of Judges is virtually a story of seven cycles of seven years. Now, the previous leader that God had raised up, the previous judge before Gideon, was Deborah. You've heard of Deborah. So we move on another seven years, and the Midianites occupy Israel. They are terrible. They take all the food, they take all the animals, and what they don't need, they destroy, they burn. They kill, burn, 
You can imagine what else they do. So this situation's been going on for seven years, and then God steps in and visits Gideon. And so we're going to read from Judges, a few verses from Judges chapter 6. So if you've got your Bibles, it's great to, to turn to that in your Bibles. I've got the words up here, but it's even better if you read it in your own Bible. Judges chapter 6. Just starting at 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? Where are all his wonders that our, that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Gideon. Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, we don't have wine presses around these days, but there on the left is, is one. It's a hole hewn into rock, so a deep hole, four sides, not a lot of fresh air blowing through there. And you can see on the, whoops, that's, the, that's your, your left, okay, your right. Um, this still happens around the world today, threshing wheat. It needs to be in the open air. You bang on the wheat, the chaff gets blown away, you're left with the wheat kernel. That's the ideal. Can you imagine threshing wheat in a hole? No breeze, chaff everywhere. I cannot un imagine how Gideon actually threshed wheat. So there we meet Gideon. He is hot, he is bothered, he's got chaff up his nose. He is scared. He is terrified for his life. He is at rock bottom. Gideon's overwhelmed. So Gideon was overwhelmed by circumstances and he struggled to remember God's help in the past. And when the angel appears, he's full of questions. Why? Why has this happened? Where have you been, God? Questions that we often ask, right? Now, there was a time, well, many times in my life when I've been overwhelmed. I'm sure you're much the same. There was a particular time when I was quite overwhelmed. That's when we returned from Japan, 1993. We'd been there 10 years. We returned at the end of 1993, shifted to Hamilton the beginning of 1994, and we came to Eastside. So we returned from Japan, 10 years there, suffering burnout. And when I say burnout, I mean burnout. You get that term thrown around, but the real thing. I struggled to remember God's help in the past. I struggled to remember what it was like to feel his peace. I struggled to feel his love. I did not see the purpose for the situation that I was in. Now, I was quite young when I went to Japan. I was 24. We were involved in church planting. It was a physically exhausting time. We had three young children. Um, we were isolated from others who spoke English. Our nearest neighbors, English-speaking neighbors, were about two hours away. And when you're in the midst of toddlers and preschools and 
never having a break from kids, plus busy workload, that was hard. If you know anything about Japan, it used to be known as the missionary graveyard. In fact, not much has changed. It's a very exhausting place emotionally and physically for Christians. And to be a Christian in Japan is exceedingly difficult. In fact, the Japanese are still the largest unreached people group in the world. All right? Still hard going. I think it's the only country in the world's history that has never seen revival. Still hard, still hard. I work with missionaries who work there. Anyway, we returned to New Zealand. I felt like we had failed. We tried to put our lives together. And in the 90s, there wasn't the understanding of the stresses of cross-cultural ministry that there is now. There wasn't the member care that's available now. And some wonderful people journeyed with us. Those of you who remember Graham Fullerton, he was there right from the beginning journeying with us trying very hard to understand. But in saying that, it was a very lonely time, a very lonely ordeal, something that we had to go through. But let's go back to the wine press and Gideon. Gideon was there, bemoaning the fact that he didn't see God in this. He didn't see God's help. God seemed far away, if he was even there. But God was closer to Gideon. God was closer to Israel than they knew. The verses I read, the writer of Judges talks about the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord. If I go on to read verse 14, verse 14 says, the Lord turned to him. The Lord turned to him. God was there. God was in that hole with Gideon. God was right there in Gideon's sense of feeling overwhelmed. God was there when Gideon was asking those big questions. God was with him in the hole. And I knew through that time that God was with me. My situation wasn't what I'd expected 10 years before when I'd, left, when I'd left New Zealand to go to Japan. You know, in my youthful zeal, I thought we would see revival while we were there. That didn't happen. But keep praying for it. You know, somehow in that unfulfilled dream, God was with me. Pause for a moment. I'm going to ask you a question. Think back to a time where you were overwhelmed. You remember a time when you were overwhelmed? Look around. Where was God then? How did you experience his presence and his strength? Can you remember that? Yeah. Hang on to that. We haven't got time to unpack it now, but hang on to that treasure. Unpack it later. God was with you when you were overwhelmed. As I said before, which I will say, sometimes the circumstances don't change, but God is there with you. I'm going to continue on for a few more verses. So 14, the Lord turned to him, to Gideon, and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, 
But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. You pick it, remember God's greeting of Gideon in the first place. He greets him, mighty warrior. And where was Gideon? In the hole, trembling. The reality did not reflect the name God called him by. And here Gideon's saying, I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody of a nobody. However, God still sent Gideon out in the strength Gideon had and promised his presence with Gideon. So Gideon began a journey of learning to trust God, of stepping out, doing what God asked. It was a great journey of growth, and God was so gracious. He was gracious with Gideon's lack of faith because Gideon makes repeated demands of God. Give me a sign. Answer this. Should give me a fleece, a sign. God called a mighty warrior into being in Gideon, and God speaks the truth about who you are too. Focus on who God says you are. You know, I thought we'd be missionaries maybe for the rest of our lives, and here we were, Back in New Zealand, a strange country. New Zealand changed a lot in the late 80s and 90s. A very strange country. Going through burnout. I felt as though I was in a dark, deep threshing pit. That was the time my best friend, who had been a strong supporter, was dying of cancer at 39. However, in that secret place, God met me. He gently and lovingly picked me up, led me on a journey of healing. He allowed the truth of who I was, who God says I was, as revealed in his word, he allowed that to take hold of me. So maybe you feel like you're locked in a wine press. Maybe you're feeling hidden. Maybe you're feeling insignificant, unimportant. Hear the truth of who God says you are. If you've chosen to follow Jesus, you're a child of God. We've just sung that song. We're defined by God's love. If nothing else, you are defined by God's love. You are an object of his love. Therefore, you are worth immeasurable. You are valuable to him. Jesus talks about the sparrows. Jesus himself said, you are more valuable. The scriptures are full of messages like this saying, you are of value. You are valuable to him. Focus on who God says you are. Maybe today you are feeling like you're in a dark wine press. You're in a hole. You're hemmed in. Just stop a minute where you are and look around. Gideon found God in that dark place. Gideon found God in that hole. So look around. What treasure 
has God got for you to find in that hole? There will be some treasure there. That's where Gideon found God. What treasure has he got for you? So God met Gideon in that secret place, threshing in a wine press when he was shaking out of fear. And God told him to go, to get moving in the strength he did have. Three times God said, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. And maybe that's a message for some of us here as well. What are we waiting for? Some of us need to get moving and do what God has put in front of us. Over the last nine years, I've, I've been in many churches across New Zealand. And I've talked to people who are waiting for a sign. And that's very sad because Jesus has already given us a sign. He's told us what to do. He's told us to go and make disciples of all nations. And if you lack any other specific leading, get moving in the strength you do have and do that. There are many opportunities in Hamilton. So Gideon realized that God was with him and that God had given him something to do despite his trembling faith. God does not condemn our little faith. He journeys with us. He is faithful when we are faithless. You know, Gideon asks God, he he really quite rudely pushes back on God and asks God for signs. He's more or less saying, God, are you telling the truth? God is so patient. He patiently works with Gideon, works with his tiny faith. And I remember my journey here, Eastside, 15 years ago. God was with me as I practiced, as I grew. He gave me opportunities that stretched me. You know, when I was in school, if I had to speak publicly, I would be terrified for days before. And when the opportunity came, I could feel my face was like it was in front of a heater. I could not get any words linked out of my mouth. That more that made me sense. God can do anything. God can do anything. Often I felt over my head, but God is faithful and he's always given me the resources I needed. And as I said this morning in the auditorium, this morning in the auditorium today, there are some great people that were part of my journey, encouraged me. But you know what? Any growth is never comfortable. God works with us to grow our faith. Even when we feel that we have no faith, he never condemns us. He just asks us to work with him. Faith is worked out in action. Faith, action, two sides of the same coin. Our discipleship journey should not be, cannot be static. Journeying with God, being a disciple of Christ, always, should always challenge us to grow. So God began by asking Gideon to do something close to home as Gideon's response to what God was doing in his life. And Gideon's task was to pull down his father's altar to Baal. Now, this was life risky. He could have been killed, actually. But it was a first step step in Gideon's growth. He did it at night. He was scared but he did it. 
Now, we know the rest of the story, and if you don't, come back tonight. I'm going to carry on telling the story of Gideon. Gideon plans to take on the Midianite army, 135,000 men with camels. This is the first um, instance we see camels being used in warfare. 135,000, 32,000. 135,000, 32,000. Not good odds. Not good odds at all. But then God whittles down Gideon's army to 300. God does not call us to calculate the odds of success in obeying him. He calls us to obey him. Moving forwards at God's Moving forwards at God's call doesn't always mean that external circumstances change. Sometimes we still feel hemmed in. Sometimes we still feel stuck. Sometimes we don't have options. But God does something on the inside. An awareness that God is at work within us. Other times, God does put an open door in front of us, like he did with Gideon, and gives us strong instructions. This is the way you're to go. Gideon was fearful about moving forwards. He knew there would be repercussions. But God said, I am with you. And when there have been scary doors of opportunity before me, I guess, um, I guess the biggest one was nine years ago when this door of opportunity of being national director was before me. Um, I paused, you know, I thought long and hard about us. It's a wonderful agency. Hudson Taylor began the China Inland Mission in 1865. So we've been around 150 odd years, however, still really relevant in the 21st century. But God said, I will be with you. Go in the strength you do have, which I didn't feel was much. But I didn't need much because he compensated. One of the most challenging leadership mountains of the last nine years has been the fact that OMF's policy is never to ask for funds. No money. We never ask for money. We don't often talk about it. Humanly speaking, the odds are always stacked against us. Because you'll know that we need hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for the work that is happening all through East Asia. So how does that money come in without asking? Prayed it in. We pray it in. Hudson Taylor said, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. And I can testify that while desperation has kept us on our knees, God has always supplied. The other most challenging aspect of the last nine years is a real strong sense of responsibility for our Kiwis, Kiwi members who are throughout Southeast Asia. Over half of them are what's called in um, can countries, creative access nations, where you can't get in on a missionary visa. And many of these people live in dangerous situations where Islam is the majority religion. They minister in challenging, daily challenging situations. 
And God is at work. We can't say a lot publicly because that will endanger those contexts. But I've learned from those people that there are no other options than to trust God, no matter what the circumstances look like. So we look at this amazing victory that Gideon won. He, he changed everything. But there is something better. Gideon's talked about in Hebrews chapter 11, the great, great faith chapter. And this is what the writer of Hebrews says, what else can I say? There isn't enough time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Their faith helped them conquer kingdoms. And because they did right, God made promises to them. The writer then goes on to talk about those who suffered and who did not see God answer or their circumstances change. But then the writer goes on to say, all of them pleased God because of their faith, but still they died without being given what had been promised. This was because God had something better in store for us. He did not want them to reach the goal of their faith without us. So all these Old Testament characters were commended for their faith. And we need to note that not all heroes of faith had immediate triumph over their circumstances, but the writer here says that all were blessed by God. The truth is, God had planned something better for us, the fulfillment of all those promises for them, as for us, is Christ, is Jesus, the beginning and the end, the life, the way, and the truth. Jesus, we sung at the nine o'clock, Jesus is the center of it all. Everything in heaven and on earth comes together in Christ. He's the ultimate. He's the best God has for us. And so the challenge the last word, if you like, I leave with you for whatever you face, for whatever door is in front of you. The writer of Hebrews has the answer. The very next verse speaks into our situations. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. My father just about died on Saturday night, and I had the privilege of sitting by him when the doctors were expecting his heart to stop. I came, flew back from Christchurch. My, we got here in a hurry. Very sick. My dad's a retired minister and loves God. And when we talked about options for resuscitation, you know, one of the things he said to me was, no, I'm ready. I've had, I've had a great life. In other words, he had no regrets. He had run his race. And he was happy to go, but he's still with us, <laughs> um, which I'm thankful for. But it was wonderful 
to sit with him and to see him at peace, whether he stayed or went. He had no regrets because he had run the race that God had given him to run. And that's my prayer for all of us here. Live every day. Run the race with no regrets. Fix your eyes on Jesus and run your own race. You'll run a different race from the person next to you. Remember, God is there with you. Focus on who God says you are. He is faithful when we are faithless. Journeying with God, being a disciple of Jesus, always challenges us to grow. Run your race, the race that he has given you to run so that you get to those last days with no regrets, no looking backwards, wishing you had done something. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. So the next season ahead is a little bit of a question mark over that. So how about we pray for Andy and, and Chris going ahead? And I, as you said how you were missionaries in Japan, I want to declare over you this morning that that time is not over. Not necessarily in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but the time is not over <laughs> that um, Jesus is, wants to use you wants to use you both and uh, you are an amazing couple of tools within his hand open to him and people look to you and go wow I want what they've got so I encourage you in that you're still his missionaries yeah, so thank you, Father, for this wonderful couple. I thank you for where you have taken them and, and where you are continuing to, to lead and guide them. I thank you uh, that they have been an inspiration to us, and, and I thank you that they will continue to be. I thank you that um, the days ahead, I, I declare that the days ahead will be the best to come. In Jesus' name, I declare that over, over them both and over, over their family that they will be the best to come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for, for, um, for clarity. I pray that you would speak clearly into them as they take these next steps forward. With you, I thank you that you're always there. Thank you. Thank you for your encouragement breathed into them both. Thank you for your uh, clear leading and guiding. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would also put an extra boost of confidence and boldness from you. I thank you that for how much you have um, imparted to them already. And God, I pray that there would be an extra boost of boldness, that they would stand out without a doubt to everybody around them where they go, that they would boldly declare your word, that they would boldly serve your love everywhere they go. Thank you. Father, for many people coming into relationship with you 
through these precious lives. Pour out your blessing upon them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It was great, eh? I hope you got those points written down. What we all need to grab, take hold of, to run our race. Fantastic. Thank you, Christine. We're going to continue on tonight, hear a little bit more about Gideon. I'm excited. 6 p.m. tonight, come and hear Christine share. And then the following uh, Sunday night, we're going to continue on with the counterculture series. Thank you to Chris. You did a great job of kicking that off last Sunday night. Next Sunday night, we've got uh, Pastor Simon Moitara, who's going to be uh, doing part two of the counterculture series. It's fantastic. And Sheridan is back tonight. Yay. He'll be back tonight. And then next Sunday morning, he's going to, he's he said, he said to tell you, he's really, really, really excited about not only being, being here tonight, but he's going to be here next Sunday morning preaching. And he's looking forward to that. And I am too. Great. So uh, we're going to sing a song to finish before, before we, before we, Yes, we have something so exciting happening this week. Before we go, today I was going to say. But this week, we have Tuesday night. What's happening Tuesday night? Oh, come on. What's happening Tuesday night? Yeah. Prayer gatherings happening Tuesday night. Yeah, we've had a couple of weeks off, haven't we, with all the busyness of things happening. But it's been great. Lots of things happening in the building. But this Tuesday, we are in the building. 7.30 for prayer gathering together. So hope to see everyone there. There is incredible power in prayer. Amen. Amen. Especially corporate prayer when we gather together. So 7.30 this Tuesday night, I'm going to be here. Hope to see you here too. If you have children here, please don't forget to sign them out before you leave. (laughs) And say a great big thank you to those amazing kids leaders. They're, They're incredible, aren't they? Fantastic. So say a thank you to them. And church, thank you for your giving. I declare blessing upon every household in Jesus' name. I declare blessing upon the finances, upon the tithes and offerings. Thank you, God, that they can be used to further your kingdom. I declare that so your kingdom furthered with our tithes and offerings brought before you today. Thank you for extending them, for multiplying them. Thank you, God, that we can touch our, com- our community, our city, our nation and the nations in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So the, the uh, giving boxes are on your left as you exit into the foyer this morning. If you'd like someone to stand with you in prayer for anything whatsoever, please come on down the front. There's a team that would love to stand with you. I'd love to stand with you in prayer, so please don't hesitate to come down the front as we finish. Hope to see you here 6 p.m. tonight. Let's sing to finish, eh? Awesome. Let's stand. Everyone put your hands up in the air. Go like this. Here we go. You know the song. Come on. Get your clapping on. Throw my hands to the sky Cause I feel so alive I wanna bring you
felt so good Cause your joy overwhelming Was running right through my veins And in your love I found all that I need I'm never gonna give it up Let's choose this morning, come on My response will always be to praise No matter what comes I know Remain with us as we go to our communities. Bless you, church. Bless you. Give someone a high five.